The Tiger Tamer Who Went to Sea from History Extra charts the life of a remarkable Victorian, Britain's original long-distance wheelbarrow pedestrian. New episodes are out every Thursday or listen to the whole series immediately ad-free by subscribing to History Extra Plus on Apple Podcasts or listening on historyextra.com. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash History Extra. Just go to Indeed.com slash History Extra right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But you can't talk about Peterloo without discussing what it's about and why and what, you know. And so therefore, maybe it's dangerous. That was Mike Lee discussing his new film, Peterloo. Listening to the History Extra podcast from BBC History Magazine. We're the UK's best selling history magazine, available in print and several digital formats all over the world. Find out more at historyextra.com forward slash subscribe or look out for us in your digital newsstand or app store. Hello and welcome to the History Extra podcast. I'm Rob Attar, the editor of BBC History Magazine. Today's interview is with the award winning writer and director Mike Lee who is well known for films such as Secrets and Lies, Vera Drake and Mr Turner. His latest film, released in the UK tomorrow, the 2nd of November, is Peterloo, which depicts the events of the 16th of August 1819, when a peaceful crowd demonstrating in favour of democratic reforms was aggressively broken up by militia, leading to several deaths and hundreds of injuries. Our staff writer Ellie Cawthorn met up with Mike in London recently, to find out more about his new film and the history that inspired it. So what was it about Peterloo that first captured your imagination and made you think, this would make an amazing film? Well, I read about it a long time ago, um, having grown up in Manchester and never having known about it at all, which lots of us from that part of the world didn't. Um, And I remember thinking, I can't remember when I read this book about it, but I remember thinking this would make, make a, somebody, somebody should make a film about this. But it never occurred to me that that somebody might be me because at that time I thought, I didn't think I would ever make a period film because I, you know, was making those films that um, you know, which were contemporary. Um, after we'd made Mr. Turner, I sort of, I don't know how it just suddenly dawned on me really that this would be a good idea, not least because uh, the bicentenary is coming up in 2019 next year, and it just felt that it would somehow be relevant. Now, as soon as we started working on it, 
almost on a daily basis, we found ourselves saying, ah, oh, you know what, this is really relevant. And of course, latterly, well into the time we were actually making it, given all the crazy, chaotic, um, irresponsible things that are now happening, it's become, you know, just given that it's a film about democracy and everything to do with those with power and those without power and so on, it's become even more prescient. So the timeliness of it, the immediacy that we feel, wasn't actually part of the original appeal of it for you? No, not particularly, no, other than the fact that, well, we're talking about... um, 2013, I mean, it wasn't entirely irrelevant, but not as obvious as it now is. Um, You follow a vast cast of different characters, many of whom are based on real historical figures. Who were some um, of the people that you found most intriguing or enjoyed bringing to the screen the most? Well, I mean, there's a much wider uh, dramatis personae of, uh, of characters that aren't in the film because I've, you know, distilled it down. It's not a documentary, obviously. It's a, it's a dramatic film. I mean, obviously, there's a combination in the film of uh, characters drawn from real... Uh, portraits of real people and some central fictitious characters, particularly the working-class family, that, you know, they are that sort of... They're, the, as it were, the common man uh, element in the film. So at the heart of the film are these really rousing speeches, particularly from Rory Kinnear as Henry Orator Hunt, who was one of the leaders of the reform movement. Why did you want to give them so much kind of um, emphasis in the film? Because there's a lot of the speeches. And how do you go about recreating that kind of really remarkable speaking style? Well, first of all, you can't make a film about a political movement that leads to a public expression of um, political aspiration and that involves political meetings without having those speeches. I mean, obviously, there was a point in the proceedings at which, you know, I, I had to say, well, you know, this film is going to have a lot of speeches. And I have to say, by the way, that only a couple of those are made by Hunt. There's a whole range of, of uh, orators of one kind or the other, and indeed speeches of one kind or the other. Not, not all of them are made by orators. I mean, there are there's very verbose um, magistrates who are also clergymen. Um, so you have to bite the bullet and say, that's what this is. So there's no point in, you know, saying, well, the audience may not take, the audience might not find it boring. I always work on the assumption that the audience is intelligent, you know, but otherwise you're just patronising the audience and you ought to make a completely different sort of film. We took the source material. I mean, a lot of those speeches, all of those speeches are there recorded in one form or another, either in the newspapers or people wrote the whole autobiographies and included every speech they made, or there are other sources too. And we took them and we, of course, did a massive amount of character work to bring those characters to life, working out how these people, what our interpretation of these characters would be. And putting those together, you then start to... Um, test how the speeches work and of course we then you know very very rigorously distilled those speeches down and abbreviated them and edited them and 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 changed them to integrate them in an organic way with the characters that we created Um, for me what's interesting is that for example the radicals the young uh, working-class radicals who are finally 
as they were, bound up in prison to keep them out of the way. Um, these were guys that, don't forget, there was no education then, no state education. These were either self-taught or they'd learnt to read and write in Sunday school. And they stand up and make these features. Not only are they articulate and literate, but they're quoting the classics. They're quoting the Greeks, you know. They were hungry for education. They would get out of the time machine if you brought them here and be horrified at the way in which we have education and we don't and we eschew it. Worse than that, they would be, I mean, all those 60, 80, 100,000 people who were at Peterloo, if they got out of that time machine to discover that we have the vote, the very thing they were pr protesting for, and some of them lost their lives for, we have the vote and we don't use it, they would be disgusted. And I think it's disgusting too. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash History Extra. Just go to Indeed.com slash History Extra right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're well known, of course, for developing your scripts using an improvisation process. But what extra challenges does um, a historical setting bring to that, especially one based on real events? Well, um, of course, it isn't the first time I've done it. There have been two previous films, Topsy Turvy, which was about the Victorian musical theatre, and Mr Turner, which is about the great painter. Um, well, you know, here's the thing. You can read in books till it comes out of your ears what happened, but it doesn't make it happen in front of the camera. You've got to bring it to life. And bringing it to life is more than just what they said or something. You know, you've got to actually, you know, it's got to happen in a real way. And that involves making characters organic and three-dimensional and it's all the space between words and it's the things that the things that you know i mean like you and i are sitting in this room in this building in the west end at this moment and you know on the face of it we're just having uh, a conversation which some people would call an interview uh which the object of which is for you to record it but actually what's motivating this is all kinds of other massive things. I don't know what you've been doing for the last 24 hours or the last 24 years or, you know, what you're going to do tonight and what you did last night and all those things. But they're all they all bear on this conversation. All those things are motivating, you know what I mean? And I don't know what you had for lunch, but et cetera, et cetera. So you, all of those things involve character, improvisation, time, space. And then if you've got to integrate 
historical facts and things. That's part of it. And you simply uh, assimilate those things, absorb them, stitch them into the narrative and so on. Why do you think that Peterloo isn't better known about today? Henry VIII had six wives. Very interesting. Uh, you could analyse that uh, in terms of sexual politics, if you choose to. You could um, have a healthy Republican discussion about the ludicrousness of the monarchy. Or you can just teach it like they do in school and say, well, Henry VIII had six wives, full stop. It doesn't demand necessarily uh, much in the way of how it relates to the average school child's life. But you can't talk about Peterloo without discussing what it's about and why and what, you know. And so therefore maybe it's dangerous in some way. Because it's almost too relevant, it's not just history. Correct. Are there any other historical topics that you would like to turn your directorial no, eye to? I, I can't answer that because <laughs> there may be, but that's not really a question with an answer, you know. You have worked on, on this and on Mr Turner with historical consultant Jacqueline Riding. Yeah. I wonder if you could just tell me a bit about the process of working with her and kind of what, what she brings to the project. Working with her... First of all, every film I've ever made, including all the contemporary ones, research has played a part in it. Even if you're talking about, you know, this person has a job, you've got to, the actor's got to go out and find out how to do that job, you know. So there's, there's always research. When it comes to historical research, you know, I'm not an academic, I'm a storyteller. Uh, I have to have somebody who can get out there and read the material and select the material and point me and, and indeed everybody else involved in directions and lead us to what to read and, and uh, you know, not send us the whole book, but pull out the stuff, makes it, make it adjustable and explain, you know, and, and put, um, us in touch with experts who we can talk to and so on and so on. Even like, you know, the film has a very brief scene right at the beginning of the Battle of Waterloo. Well, we had some Waterloo experts, uh, of whom there were quite a lot <laughs> kicking around, you know, to help us with that, you know. Um, you have to have somebody who is, uh, not only is a historian, but lives in the world uh, and knows and has the, the um, techniques and the technology to access material, who, you know, who can wander into the British Library and know where to go and how to deal with it and go to the National Archive at Kew and do the same thing and so on and so forth. So it's a sort of, apart from the fact that you, someone like Jacqueline Riding and Jacqueline Riding in particular has this, you know, a, a sense of sense of the dramatic and of an ability to understand the acting process and the and what I'm doing and, you know, she's very much on the film set and part and parcel of the, of the proceedings. Um, you couldn't handle, you couldn't do it without such a person. Not possible. Um, I think when we see this era on screen, a lot of the time it's the ballrooms of Austin or it's uh, Wellington versus Napoleon. What do you think, firstly, about the way that period drama is kind of perceived? And also, do you think that films like Peterloo and the great reception they've had show that period drama needs to start taking working class characters seriously. What are films like Peterloo? I'd like to know which other films come under the heading of films like Peterloo. I don't, I mean, I don't want to be arrogant, but I think in the context of your question, uh, Peterloo is unusual in the sense that it doesn't, um, 
it, I'm not concerned, it, it is not concerned in any shape or form with making anything sexy. It's not concerned with gloss, with being glossy or, um, in, in a sense, bowdlerizing or romanticizing uh, or sugaring the pill or any of those things. Um, because life is quite interesting enough without shying away from it, really. So implicitly in saying that, I am making comments about other kinds of films, really. That was Mike Lee. As I mentioned earlier, Peterloo is released in UK cinemas tomorrow, Friday the 2nd of November. In the US, it's due to be released next spring. And if you'd like more on the historical context of Peterloo, then do check out the interview we did with Jacqueline Riding, who was historical consultant on the film. It featured in our last episode on Monday the 29th of October. And meanwhile, look out for an article on Peterloo in the December issue of BBC History magazine, which is on sale now. Also in this month's issue, there are articles on Walter Raleigh, the Vietnam War, King Arthur, letters from World War II leaders and Napoleon, as well as a whole lot more. Look out for it in all good retailers now and on many digital formats. And that's about it for today, but please do listen in again in a few days' time for more from the world of history. Thanks for listening to this History Extra podcast, which was produced by Jack Fletcher. Do let us know what you think about this episode by emailing podcast at historyextra.com and we might read out your messages in future editions. Alternatively, why not keep in touch via Twitter or Facebook, where you'll find us at History Extra. For more great history content, don't forget to visit our website, historyextra.com, which is full of history articles, quizzes, image galleries and more. Plus, it's where you can download hundreds of previous episodes of this podcast.